Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Wednesday, the 25th of January. I'm Toby Gillis. And I'm Laura Cook. Ukraine may finally get its way, as Germany and the US look set to relent to pressure and send tanks to help fight Russia. It is not about 5 or 10 or 15 tanks. The need is larger. And classified documents are found at the Indiana home of Mike Pence. Mike Pence acted on his own accord, completely different than Donald Trump. Donald Trump lied and denied, insisted he had no documents. The Times of London. Ukraine's war effort is believed to be set for a major boost, with the US and Germany ready to relent to pressure to send heavy tanks into the country. There's been no confirmation from Berlin or Washington as yet, but officials in Kyiv have welcomed the suggestions after President Volodymyr Zelensky, speaking through a translator, yesterday upped the ante on Western allies, who until now had remained cautious to do so. Today, by the way, there is lots of talk about tanks, about modern tanks that we need, and about the way this shortfall can be filled. But it's important not to lose sight of reality. It is not about 5 or 10 or 15 tanks. The need is larger. At least to an extent, that warning has been heeded. Germany is believed to be planning on sending Leopard 2 tanks, though how many isn't yet confirmed. Oliver Moody, the Times' Berlin correspondent, says even now the Chancellery there had to be dragged into doing so. On a kicking and screaming scale, probably about a 7 out of 10. And so what we've seen has been Germany kind of advancing in, in spurts where the pressure builds from its allies and from more pro-Ukrainian elements within the government and the ruling coalition. And then eventually the dam bursts and they say, right, yes, we can do this after all. The US has very strongly hinted it will send their M1 Abrams tanks alongside training in how to use them. Reports in Norway also suggest they'll send Leopard 2 tanks into Ukraine. The aid is being seen as offering the potential for a decisive move in Kyiv's direction for the war, with concerns Russia's strength can only increase the longer it lasts. Meanwhile, more than a dozen senior officials in President Zelensky's government have either resigned or been sacked over allegations of corruption, including the governors of several major battlefield provinces. Transparency International ranks Ukraine as one of the most corrupt countries on earth, leading to some commentators questioning just how supportive the West can be. Ukraine is portrayed in the West as this wonderful, freedom-loving democracy. It's nothing of the sort. It is a terribly corrupt, increasingly autocratic government. So this is not a war between democracy and authoritarianism because neither belligerent in this war is a democracy. 
That's Ted Carpenter, Senior Fellow for Defence and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute think tank. But Timothy Mylovanov, an advisor to the Ukraine Presidential Office and a former Minister of Economy, told Times Radio things are drastically improved. Some areas of the economy have been cleaned up, for example, the central bank and the banking system. Uh, Electronic procurement in non-military has been cleaned up. Some state-owned enterprises, corporate governance has been implemented. In others, the progress has been mixed. So it's an ongoing battle. But in 2014, there was a culture shift because essentially the public realized that because of corruption, the military couldn't do anything to respond to the Russian annexation of Crimea. The question for the West now is, can it remain steadfast in its support for Ukraine when corruption appears so rife there? This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. To the United States now, where classified documents have been discovered at the Indiana home of former Vice President to Donald Trump, Mike Pence. The discovery puts Pence in the company of his former boss and President Joe Biden after documents with classified markings were found at their residences. It follows an FBI raid last August on the Mar-a-Lago home of Trump after he allegedly failed to comply with requests to hand over documents marked top secret. But this situation has been described as very different, as Mr Pence's lawyer says he was unaware of their existence. David K. Johnston is an investigative journalist based in the US and told Times Radio that Mike Pence has been honest. There is an important distinction here. Mike Pence acted on his own accord. Joe Biden, after the initial documents were turned up during a cleaning in office, directed more searches. Those are completely different than Donald Trump. Donald Trump lied and denied, insisted he had no documents. The attorney, Greg Jacobs, sent a letter to the National Archives last week where he stated that Pence had engaged outside counsel to review records stored in his home following the reports about the materials found at President Biden's residence. He went on to describe how the vice president immediately secured the documents in a locked safe, pending further direction on proper handling from the National Archives. President Biden, whose documents dated from his time as vice president, and Trump, who resisted turning over the items leading to an FBI raid, are both facing special counsel investigations by the Justice Department over improper handling of classified materials. You're listening to The World in 10, with insight into the globe's biggest stories in just 10 minutes. Still to come, a rise in homicides by US teenagers is blamed on the pandemic and a $200 million deal sees Justin Bieber sell the rights to his back catalogue. The Times of London. The COVID pandemic is being blamed for a surge in homicides committed by American teenagers. Fresh figures from 2020 show there was a rise in killings carried out by juveniles of almost 30% compared with the previous year. At the same time, the number of homicides involving multiple teenagers was up by two-thirds. In New York, police say 124 juveniles committed shootings last year, up from 62 in 2020 and 48 in 2019. Officials initially blamed lockdown boredom for the hikes, but are concerned that while violent crime more generally is returning to pre-pandemic levels, this specific element remains stubbornly high, despite a return to the freedoms of 2019 and earlier. The sounds there of Rwandan forces firing at a fighter jet from the Democratic Republic of Congo. 
It said it had violated its airspace, prompting the Congolese government to accuse it of an act of war. Eyewitnesses have footage which shows a projectile shooting towards an aircraft before exploding in the air near the plane, which then carried on flying. It's the latest in a dispute between the two countries over a rebel insurgency. Congo denied the accusations made by Rwanda. Congo, United Nations experts and Western powers have accused Rwanda of backing the M23 in eastern Congo, which seized several towns and villages in renewed fighting last year. Rwanda has denied any involvement. Now with the sport, here's John Jackson. Formula One has accused FIA President Mohamed Ben Suleiman of interfering with its commercial rights by publicly questioning a reported 20 billion US dollar valuation of the sport. The head of Formula One's governing body responded to reports on his personal Twitter account that Saudi Arabia's public investment fund explored a bid for more than that amount. He stated he thought the price was inflated and suggested the FIA had a duty to consider the possible negative impact on fans and promoters who might have to pay more. The company that owns F1, Liberty Media, wrote a letter to the FIA suggesting the remarks overstepped the bounds of both the FIA's remit and its contractual rights. A 100-year licensing agreement was finalised in 2001, under which the FIA is required to have no say in commercial matters in the sport. The new season begins in Bahrain on the 5th of March, before visiting Saudi Arabia two weeks later. Justin Bieber has become the latest in a growing number of artists to offload his back catalogue. It's a trend seen more commonly among older artists, but the Canadian singer has just sold his share of the rights to his music for $200 million. The move means Hypnosis Songs Capital, which bought the rights, will receive a payment every time a song they own part of is played in public. The firm now owns the pop star's stake in some of the biggest hits of recent years, including Baby and Sorry. Finally, you may find foreign languages beyond you, but perhaps a trip to the jungle could reignite your inner, uh, chimpanzee. It turns out we might all have retained the ability to understand our early ancestors' language, though it's not all ooh-ooh-ah-ah. A study at Scotland's University of St Andrews has found we can still interpret the gestures made by great apes, even if we no longer use them ourselves. More than 80 have been discovered, and in a test of more than 5,500 people, participants could correctly understand them around 50% of the time. But, a safety warning, that doesn't mean you're good to invade your local zoo's monkey enclosure for a cuddle. And that's The World in 10 from the Times of London on Wednesday, the 25th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.